You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad. And a few weeks ago, we had a chat with Simon Oak, who is involved in singing, singing circles, but he does it in Holland. And the reason he does it in Holland was he was visiting in Ireland and he fell in love with the tradition that exists in Ireland where people go around and they sing what is, um, in many ways, uh, the oral tradition of the Irish. And that is that you have ancient history, middle history, recent history, um, and current events often reflected in a cappella singing. And, you know, one of the things I've heard about Ireland is that uh, the written history of the famine may, may have been documented on one side, but that the stories of the famine were trans, uh, trans came down generation to generation in song. And the story of the Irish history, uh, as it was, came down through generations in song. And that tradition is still very much alive and well. And there are singing circles going on all over Ireland. And it's a thing that if you do visit Ireland, I would urge you to take a look, track one down, go in, sit, listen. And you might even, if you have a song, and you'd be encouraged to participate. And I have Brendan Kennedy with me here. Brendan is very much involved in the singing circles around Ireland, has done tremendous work in uh, putting together what would be a schedule or a calendar of events, of, of singing circle events around the country. Brendan Tafalcharoth, great to have you here. Great to connect with you. Great song. The days of spring were bright with colour, the world was ours, we had it all. Our eyes locked when we saw each other, with one kiss you had me in thrall. The carefree light was all we wanted, we sang and danced without a thought. The gateway to your heart you granted. With spring sun tide our lovers not. The summer days were warm and cosy. We settled down our lives to share. Our life together sweet and rosy. Your beauty was beyond compare. And when our children, son and daughter, Filled our lives with happiness. To gloomy thoughts we gave no quarter. With summer sun our world was blessed. Then autumn came, the leaves to scatter. Our children likewise did depart. The shortening days seemed not to matter. We reaped the harvest of our heart. To my eyes you were still the fairest, though both of us were slowing down. These were the days our love was strongest, the autumn sun your shining crown. But winter days their toll have taken, the gleaming eyes have gone from sight. The doctors say there's not mistaken, cold darkness has replaced the light. 
But maybe there will come a moment when your eyes lock with mine once more, when pain and sorrow cease to torment, and the winter sun our love restore. Lovely to be here, uh, Austin. It's uh, it's uh, a privilege and an honour to be uh, uh, interviewed by your good self. So tell me, um, did did I kind of cover that accurately? You know that the Irish very much used song as a means of conveying history. Yes, that's very true. Um, it it said here uh, the great uh, Dublin singer Frank Hart put it very well when he said that the histories are written by the rich and the victorious, the songs are written by the people. And if you want to know the real history on the, at the minute level, the, the lower level, and by how events impacted on ordinary people, then you go to the songs. That's where you'll hear the, how, how things impacted on people. And you'll see that in uh, Napoleonic songs, uh, which you'll get some in praise of, let's say, Napoleon. Uh, but you'll get some that are things like, you know, just, just my, my bunny boy went off to fight in the wars and he lost a leg and this kind of, and the effect this had on, you know, the, the people left at home. And that's, those kind of songs, uh, go back all, all over the generations through all different events, all different wars. And they're still being written today about current events and things that happen. And they can be serious songs. They can be funny songs. Uh, but the, the 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 theme all the way through them is that they tell you about the effects of the big events on the small man. In the Irish tradition as well, Ireland was always or many times described yeah, as a human, uh, as a female maybe, my dark Rosaline, or um, and that was in many ways to circumvent the oppression. So as that if anybody said you're writing a political song uh, or singing a political song, you weren't. You were singing a love song about Roisin Dove. Um, so that the tradition also used forms that allowed for the representation of history through song. Uh, yes, again, that's correct. Uh, Roisin Dove is the classic example of that. Uh, there were other songs as well. Um, I'm struggling to think one off the top of my head, but uh, yes, it, that was something that was done. And again, if it's just the ordinary people writing songs about ordinary events in their lives and the effects that it had on them, and the the events that happened locally, like often songs like that are about local events, but again, disguised. Um, by, as you say, being a love song about Dark Rosaline or whoever that might be. Uh, so yes, there was a there there are quite a few of those songs. And likewise, I suppose I, the other one comes to mind is Kathleen Mavourneen there. And there's another one uh, that I think in terms of the political overtones and how they were being conveyed. And you know the songs like Four Green Fields. Um, you know, to somebody who doesn't know what's going on, Four Green Fields is talking about Four Green Fields, but for someone who knows what's going on, they know exactly what it means. Uh, yeah, again, that's true. Uh, that's a much more recent song, of course. Yeah. I think that was written by Tommy Makem, if I'm right. not mistaken. 
Yeah. And I, I'm open to correction on that, but I, I think he wrote that. Um, so uh, it will be a relatively recent song. But yes, you're, you're quite right. Uh, again, it's disguised so that, uh, as you say, the, the, the ordinary listener listening to it that doesn't know the history would, as you say, just think it's about four grain tables, yeah? yeah. One, of them, one of them's in bondage. What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> like, you yeah. Know, yeah, how, uh, you you were in debt. The bank, the bank have the lien on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it could mean anything to the uninitiated. True enough. True enough. Yeah. So, yeah. what got you into singing in the singing circles? Well, I came to singing quite late in life, relatively speaking, compared to most of the people I know. I was in my forties, and uh, I was living in Clondalkin in uh, Dublin when a cultural centre was opened called Oris Cronon. And it uh, it was fantastic. Now, it, the group that, that um, opened it, they were very much uh, trying to maintain the language, uh, but they were also very much interested in culture and anything to do with Irish culture. So music, dance, drama, singing, anything. And when it opened, it attracted fantastic musicians. People would drop in, the best of people would drop in there. And uh, I became a member there and it opened my eyes to traditional music initially. But I was there one night and there was a guy sitting at a table and somebody called him to sing and he started to sing and the place went silent. He was a guy that, he didn't have to ask for silence. There was none of this business of, you know, sometimes at a session, everyone goes, you know, there was none of that as soon as he started singing, his voice commanded you to stay silent. He was absolutely brilliant. And his name was Phil Callery. I don't know if you've come across Phil Callery at all. He, he, he actually died there about a year ago. But he was a member of a group called The Voice Squad. And they were uh, the three lads who sang a cappella. And they were absolutely fantastic. And when I heard Phil singing, I just was blown away by him. And I thought, wow, this this guy is fantastic. And uh, I went over and spoke to him, and uh, it was the start of my interest in in singing. He used to come along then regularly every every week, every Thursday night. He used to have a, a sort of a residency there in Orsbrona, and I was a member there. I used to run the bar uh, one night a week, and I changed my nights to Thursday nights so that I'd be there when Phil was there. Got to know him well. And uh, he introduced me to Ongolian uh, singing circle in Dublin. It's it's the daddy of them all, really. It's the big one. And uh, I went along to Ongolian one night uh, and walked in there. I knew nobody there, uh, but I was made very, very welcome. And I, again, was just blown away by the, the singing, the songs. The standard of the singing was superb. Uh, there was all these people. I didn't know any of them, as I say, at the time. Uh, and I got talking to one guy who told me some of the names. He said, you know, that's, oh, that's uh, Neve Parsons there. Or that's um, Luke Cheevers there. Or that's Jerry O'Reilly there. And these were all, these are all very well-known people. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were there and they were singing. And they were singing songs, the vast majority of which I had never heard. Uh, I'd, I'd know the odd maybe Luke Kelly's song or the odd Christy Moore song or something like that. But I, I, most of them I'd never heard. And I was just, I was in awe. I could not believe what I was hearing. 
and that, as I say, it, I, I, I was hooked. And I started going regularly and then other singing circles I heard about, uh, I started going along to them and you start meeting people, of course, and you start getting to know people and you start learning songs and uh, it was just for me, it was just the best thing that ever happened to me. It was just marvellous. I loved it, absolutely loved it and still love it to this day. Two things there. It's interesting you talk about how the room went quiet um, and we were talking a few minutes ago before Greenfields and Tommy Macon. I was at a, a gig of Tommy Macon's in Ottawa and um, he stopped playing, went silent. And yeah. the room went silent when he went silent. Then he said, you have a choice here. I'll sing and you'll listen or you'll talk and I won't sing. <laughs> Good man, Tommy. <laughs> and the room stayed quiet then. But he, yeah. you know, this, it, it was uh, interesting that um, the environment and such uh, that uh, here you had Tommy Macom and that the audience didn't appreciate who was there and he had to yeah. pull them up. Um, and that's to me one of the challenges of when you have musicians performing in pubs, particularly. Well, musicians when they're performing, uh, they don't tend to require the same level of silence as a singer. Yeah. Uh, Generally speaking, there's going to be a few of them anyway. Yeah. And they, they play to each other and they can hear each other. And because there's no singing involved, uh, a lot of the time at music sessions, you find it here all the time, there's music, there's traditional music sessions in pubs. And there's always people talking in the background. Uh, there's always a lot of talk going on. Um, and the musicians are used to that. And that's just the norm. When somebody sings, there's a tendency uh, to say, oh, we have a singer, we have a singer now, now, now shh, 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 you know, everybody now, quiet now. And you sing the song and you'll get away with one song like that. But try to sing a second song and the the the, 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 the noise level just starts to creep up a little bit because people go out, especially in pubs, people go out for a chat and a point as well. So they don't want to be silent. Uh, Whatever they're at a concert, if you go to a concert and you're buying a season, you're going to sit there, you're going to look at somebody, then you're either going to be quiet or if there's a song, you might sing along with the song. You're not, generally speaking, going to be just talking to the guy beside you, you know, <laughs> about the weather or something. So um, it's it's surprising in some ways when you say about Tommy Macon being at a, at a concert, that there are people there who are buying tickets to see him who were sort of talking among themselves. Uh, usually that well I don't think that would usually happen at a concert but well, it certainly pub, yeah we were in a it was a pub environment but uh, yeah, yeah. Once, it's yeah. In a pub, once it's in a pub environment you will get that yeah. and there's little you can do about it it's 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 a very very unusual singer who can maintain silence in a pub for more than two songs that's it what, what that does is raises all the wonderful interesting questions because it defines the difference between a, a sit-down concert and what you would get to in a pub. So now we get to singing circles, and single circles of their nature are song after song after song after song. So um, you really aren't then going into a crowded pub where there's people off. You, you need a quiet corner, relatively a quiet room. And yeah. so that requires the degree of, I guess, organization to, um, 
and the degree of scheduling and planning that some of what the wonderful work you've been doing, which is identifying where all these venues are. And um, so you nearly travel as a pack, do you? <laughs> That's an interesting way. Of... <laughs> you, there are people all over the country in, in different locations on, on a regular basis. Um, so, the, the, and of course, at the singing circles, the people who are there are interested in singing. Uh, most of them want to actually sing themselves. Uh, you will get a few people who are there to listen, but uh, and, but if they are there to listen, they are there to listen. They're not there to have a chat. So when somebody is singing, you will get silence. You will get the, uh, the, the respect, if you know what I mean, because everybody is in the same boat. So they want silence themselves. They give silence to everybody else. And in any event, they're there to hear the songs. They're, they're looking out for new songs, the ones they haven't heard before. Or against, you know, I know, I see you there, you know, and I say to myself, oh, there's, there's, there's Austin, you know, uh, he's a great singer. I'll have, a, looking forward to listening to him. And, and you get that, sorry, your, your favorite other singers are there, you know, and then somebody you don't know will start up and sing a song. And suddenly you're listening to somebody that you've never heard and you say, wow, isn't, isn't he or she great, you know, and, uh, and of course you can get talking to people. And this this usually a break for about fifteen minutes or so at some point or other. You, and you see people talking to each other, and, and people are saying, "Oh, where did you get that song?" You know, <laughs> and tell me about it. And people are swapping phone numbers and email addresses and all those sort of things so that can send each other the words of songs. And uh, so there's a great camaraderie. And uh, generally speaking, the people are very very open and welcoming, and um, because they want other singers to be there. And they, they want to hear all these songs. So, uh, it, yes, it, it tends to be very up. It's still, to a large extent, what might be, I always describe as a, um, a minority sport uh, compared to the music. Uh, you, you can go along to a music session, a traditional music session. Almost anywhere in the country, you'll find a traditional music session. Um and there'll be a good few musicians there. There might be three or four. There could be ten or twelve. You know, it depends on the on, on the location. And there's plenty of music. And there'll be a few songs, but it'll tend to be about maybe eighty percent tunes, twenty percent songs. Um, so it's it's a really a music session. But when you go to the singing sessions, it's wall to wall singing. You know, you may somebody uh, might torn up in the wrong shop if you look with, with a guitar or something like that and and okay they'll play a tune or something like that and that's fine uh, but it's more or less it's, it's, it's 99% singing and some of it will be unaccompanied sometimes it'll be accompanied by a guitar or something you know it depends um, but um, it, yeah the, these singing circles they're still relatively uh, uh, in the minority compared to traditional uh, music but they are increasing in number and what I did, actually, was I was trying to put together, from pu- purely for my own benefit, a list of where these singing sessions were and where they were on. You'd know, like, I'd know Hope is the first Thursday of the month. I'd know Bray is the third Sunday of the month. Uh, I'd know the goalie is every Friday night. So I said, well, I'll put together a list of these, and I'll have them and for my own benefit. And I realized the list was getting bigger. I, I knew more than I realized. And then I thought, 
Does he know that people would be interested in this? So I stuck it up on Facebook and I just asked the question, is this useful? And of course, I got a lot of responses and uh, I got people then saying to me, don't forget such and such a place on such and such a night. And that was great. And I started adding them all in. And I put that up about a month ago. And already it has had, I think I, I looked at it earlier there today, it has over 33,000 hits so far. People have seen it because it's been shared left, right and center. And uh, people seem to, to love the idea of having that, the calendar there. And there's, there's a session somewhere in the country practically every day. I think I looked at it, there was uh, this, this from 365 days in a year, and there was something like 350 of the days had a session somewhere. <laughs> so uh, it is a very useful tool. It's up on Facebook on a, on a, in a group called Singing Circles Ireland. It's at the top of it. Uh, and it remains there at the top of it all the time. So anyone who's interested, who is coming to Ireland, who would like to find a singing session, just go to Singing Circles Ireland. It's open to anybody to see. Uh, you can join the group if you want to as well, uh, but you don't have to join it to see the the list at the top of the page. So, and, uh, you're, you're so Brendan, are the rules, uh, and by that I mean, you know, with all the different groups that are there, um, are there unwritten rules from group to group so that, in other words, that there's an expectation when you participate or turn up that you're not going to be singing um, a Rolling Stones song, um, whether it be no company or or not, but that there's a criteria uh, that underlies all this. Um, the, I suppose you, you could say that there is there isn't really a hard and fast rule. Yeah. Now, the sing those singing circles they're folk singing circles. Right. So they're the songs of the people, and yeah. generally speaking, they are going to be traditional songs. You're going to hear a lot of let's say. Christy Moore songs, you're going to hear uh, a lot of Luke Kelly songs, you're, you're going to hear the, the, the standard Mary Black songs, um, so you, you will hear those. You'll also hear, as I was describing earlier, the songs when I first went to the goalie and I was hearing all these songs I'd never heard before, um, you know, you'll hear songs like that. You'll hear people who have written their own songs, and you will sometimes get somebody who'll sing uh, a Beatles song or some sort of a pop song. You know I mean? You could get somebody singing, say, the likes of uh, Vincent by Don McLean. Right. No. Yeah, There's or, a, or, a song that if you look within the charts, it was a pop song. Yeah. But it certainly ticks all the boxes as regards a folk song. So, Brendan, that would mean the likes of John Denver and, and Chris Christophers and that kind of stuff was totally acceptable in, in a lot of the groups. Yes, yes, you you will get uh, quite a bit of. Well, I won't say quite a bit, but you will get some um, people like Chris Christopherson, as you say, John Denver, country and western. Uh, you'll even get some blues, right? Uh, from time to time, and I know one gentleman who uh, is a tenor, trained voice, and he sings all John, John McCormack style songs, and he comes along to some of the, the sessions, and he's brilliant. He right. uh, he's also a big fan of James Joyce, so he every year on Bloomsday he does a, a Joycean night, and he sings all the songs from Ulysses. And so, if you any Joycean scholars, uh, they'd love that. You know all the different songs that uh, that uh, James Joyce loved to to sing. He who he himself, in fact, was 
uh, a tenor, James Joyce. Yes, yes, I might know who you're talking about on that one. Um, the other one, if we talked to Simon Oakes, as I said at the beginning earlier on, and I got him to do a song at the end, and he sang one that he written himself, and this, I think, is the wonder of the singing circles and the beauty of it. He sang about the hair on his nose. Oh, yes, I, I, I heard that. Yes, that's typical, Simon. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's what is in, in, illustrative of is that you know these songs um, can be about anything, can be fun and are satirical, um, and you, you can see from the audience that uh, you, you have comedy written through these songs. Oh, you do. Yeah, there's quite a few comic songs. Um, uh, I actually like singing comic songs myself, uh, and I, I sing a few of them. Uh, but um, when it comes to writing songs, and if I, I couldn't write a comic song to save my life, uh, I have written a few songs, but they're all uh, at the, the opposite end of the scale. They, you have to have a box of tissues beside you. Right. <laughs> if I start singing my songs. <laughs> so, and I am going to ask you to sing one of those songs as we wrap up. So you better get your vocal cards ready. But, (laughs) you know, the whole vibrancy and the whole continuity of something like this is that you can engage young people. Um, And I know it's wonderful when you get to the stage in life when you're retired and you have the time to go around to all these singing circles and you can travel and do whatever you want. But what keeps things alive is that you can engage youth. Do you get youth coming along to these? Um. Well, being honest, it's uh, it does tend to be uh, something that att- attracts an older age group. Uh, look, I'm well, I'm 66 at the moment, and I bring the average age down in most singing circles. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, having said that, uh, there are young people coming along to singing circles. There are younger groups. Um, I don't know if you've come across a group called Lankham. Yes. Uh, beautiful, beautiful music. Absolutely powerful. And there's a group, there's uh, an a cappella group of girls called, uh, oh, what's this their name is? Landless. And they are absolutely excellent. And one or two of the girls from Landless and one or two lads from Lancome and a couple of other guys based in Dublin started off a singing circle in the Cobblestone pub in Dublin a few years ago. Uh, which they called The Night Before Larry Got Stretched, uh, after the song of the same name. And uh, it's one of the ones, actually, on my uh, my calendar. And uh, they, they're a young group, a young group of people that started it off, and it attracts a younger crowd. And it's brilliant. Uh, you know, I, I've when it started up first, uh, people like myself and, and other people involved in singing circus went along to uh, you know, to lend their encouragement, and even the likes of Christy Moore went along a couple of times uh, in in the early days just to lend his support, yeah, for the likes of that, you know. And you do get uh, there's some young people coming along, but it is yeah, it is more a, an older age group, always. <laughs> I've seen uh, there was a wonderful documentary on the North Circular Road. <clears throat> Um, Luke McManus did it recently and he included uh, some uh, shots from the cobblestone and Lisa, um, Susan O'Neill was, uh, Lisa O'Neill was in there oh, uh, yeah. along with uh, some others uh, so yeah he 
depicted that and he was talking about the music along the North Circular bringing it around to uh, he had a shot of the Luke Kelly statue as well in it. In it. Mm. Um, so, you know, I guess when you put it like that, unlike the great thing about traditional music, and you'll see it in Ireland when you go to the All-Ireland Flower, you go to a flower, is you have kids all over the place with musical instruments and, yes. and they, they will eventually come up through the ranks and they'll be there to teach others. I guess singing is something that uh, people will probably morph into as they get older uh, and and get to that stage in their life where what is the phrase that uh, is used? Uh, we mellow. When yeah. you get a little mellower. We mature like good wine. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, it, um, it, it's true. You go to the likes of the, the Willie Clancy Week or something like that in Milltown Malbay, and you see kids of all ages, as you say, with instruments. Uh, you don't tend to see young kids singing. No. Which is a pity, really. Uh, but, uh, yes, there are some. Uh, I mean, I do know some kids. They, the kids who sing tend to be children of older people who sing. Right. Whose parents sing or whose grandparents sing. Right. So it's a generational thing. Uh, and I know several families like that around the country where they have young kids coming up for singing. And, of course, at the FLAS, you do have singing contests at different age groups and so on. Right. Um, but I, I think singing is still the poor relation to some extent of the, the, the traditional music scene. Okay. Brendan, we're going to wrap up. And before we wrap up, again, give us uh, the coordinates. If anyone goes on the Singing Circles, um, the title of the page on Facebook is? Singing Circles Ireland. Okay. And what, what are you going to sing about for us? Well, what I will do is I'll sing a song. As I say, I'm, I'm, I don't do the comic songs. I don't write comic songs, but I'll give you one of my own. This uh, came about uh, as a result of um, a work colleague of mine whose wife uh, passed suddenly. Uh, she got a brain hemorrhage and she just she was dead within a day, basically, you know, and it was a big shock to uh, to everyone. And I had actually never met the woman, uh, but I went to the funeral, uh, just as, as you do as a support uh, colleague. And at the funeral, he spoke about her. He got up and he just gave a eulogy about her. And it was absolutely wonderful what he said. He did, like as, as many people do at a funeral, when you're given a eulogy, you'll talk about, you know, some things that people have done, you know, uh, uh, what they were like as people and so on. What he did was more to do with how she affected people around her and what she meant to people, what she meant to him, what she meant to her children, and uh, and as well as, as talking about what she had done, different things she had done. But it was the sense of her that he created that I thought was absolutely wonderful. I came out of the, the, the church afterwards feeling I knew her and feeling I would like to have known her. And just going home in the car, a uh, few words started going around in my head. And by the time I got home, I had the song practically written. So it's called One More Day With You. And um, <clears throat> I'll give it to you now. The time has come and the silence descends. No light can enter my soul. Gather behind me, I see our good friends. 
And I hear a bell starting to toll. For gone are the happy times that we have known. Alone now I sit in this pew. And I would give everything that I own to spend one more day with you, my love. To spend one more day with you. In summertime you were a wonderful sight. The sun to you could not compare. In times of darkness you carried a light. When I needed you most, you were there. For gone are the happy times that we had known. Alone now I sit in this pew. And I would give everything that I own to spend one more day with you, my love, to spend one more day with you. But now your journey has come to an end. It's time to say our goodbyes. No more together our time we will spend, and I feel the tears well in my eyes. For gone are the happy times that we have known. Alone now I sit in this pew, and I would give everything that I own. To spend one more day with you, my love. To spend one more day with you. The world will now be a much greater place. We'll miss all that you shared so free. But I'll always remember the smile on your face. And the happiness you brought to me. But gone are the happy times that we have known. Alone now I sit in this pew. And I would give everything that I own. To spend one more day with you, my love. To spend one more day with you. That's beautiful. Beautiful, Brendan. Um, when you write that, the air that goes with it, um, did that come to you or are you drawing on? Because uh, I know in, in many songs that are written by singers, they draw on what are traditional airs. Well, that particular air is my own. Uh, yes, I mean that is quite common. Uh, um, it's more a rarity actually uh, for a singer to have his own air. Usually, it is an old traditional air of some kind or an air he's heard or something else. Yeah. Brendan, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been a real pleasure talking. And again, if anyone is visiting Ireland, 
check out the, the Facebook page. Um, you got the details there of what the what's acceptable and what's not. Um, <laughs> just, just, just no heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't we won't kick you out, but you mightn't be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, Karamila Mila Mahagat. Karamila Mahagat, thanks very much. Good night.